184 of Brutal Battle. Yes, uh, Kyle is sticking around for at least one more episode. I think this might be it. I think we're just going to do one more. Probably. I think you said the ladies are coming back. Yes. Everyone's coming back. We don't want too much commotion going on on podcasts when people come back. So, you know, and then we'll see where we go from here. But um, we're not we're not yet. I know it's been a while without it, but we're not yet going back to beer Googles. Uh, We will at some point. I promise. I promise. I promise. Um, so for this episode with Kyle, we're just going to do kind of normal a uh, topic. You know, uh, we got the games out of the way. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beer Me Bro was a good time. I got my ass whooped. The uh, <laughs> low, highbrow low ball yeah, was that I, one? And I got my ass whooped. That was fun, um, partially because I won, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes you feel good. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah. Morale so booster. We're going to do... Um, Topic: We're going to talk about Dogfish Head because we we are at Rehoboth at the moment recording this, so it seems only appropriate that we would talk about Dogfish Head. So yeah, you can't come down to Rehoboth without, without talking about Dogfish no. Head. So let's let us go ahead and first we'll talk about our experience at Dogfish Head this mm-hmm. time around, and then we'll talk about a hot topic mm. that when this comes out it might not be as hot of a topic. Yeah, it'll be a few months old. But <laughs> that you know that's how I do it on the podcast. Okay. It's, it's still relevant. Yeah. In a sense, um, we'll talk about that then. But um, you hit uh, Dogfish Head before we did because we came in like a yeah. day or two later. Yeah, we came in on Saturday. You came in on Monday, so yep. a couple, yeah, a couple of days after. So overall experience with Dogfish Head, which is a new building now. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah the the first day we come down, we always come down and pack, and then we always go to Dogfish Head because it's I mean it's part of the reason why I agree to come to the beach. Yeah. It's because of Dogfish Head down here, and I love Dogfish Head. It was it was kind of my craft beer first love, like nice. as it were. Cool. Um, so we came down here, finally found a parking spot after like twenty minutes. Waited and waited for like forty five minutes or an hour in line to get a table. Then finally got in. The building is gorgeous. The outside's beautiful. I mean, it's wood, it's steel. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of windows, a lot of natural yeah. light. Uh, the new building is awesome. It's like got a huge, um, like, music venue. Oh, yeah. It's like stage. a big-ass stage. Yeah. And there's a huge projector screen behind that. Yeah, I know they said that that's part of the focus that they wanted to do was on music and live entertainment with the new building. Well, it makes sense because of the analog. Um, yeah, analog a go-go. Yeah, he's all about music. Um, yeah. You know, beer to drink music to, mm-hmm. or music to drink beer to. I think they mess with the name, whatever yeah. it is. But... And then the fact that they always put out that Firefly beer for the Firefly Music mm-hmm. Festival. It's very music-oriented. Yeah. So it totally fits that they went that route. Yeah, and I guess they upgraded the kitchen quite a bit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we watched a video, and it took you a lot on, like, a virtual tour, and it showed the kitchen. And the kitchen was massive compared mm-hmm. to what, what it used to be, that little rinky-dink thing. And they have, I think they said they have the capacity for, like, 50 kegs or something like that Jeez, in the cooler. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's, and they're still going to expand. This is only phase one. I guess phase two, they're going to put in, like, a big beer garden. Wow. And they're going to have a lot of outside seating. And I don't know what they're going to do with the old building. I don't know if they're going to tear it down or if they're going to keep it for something else or, or what they're going to do with it. But. Yeah, at the moment, they're using it just for merchandise, basically. Yeah. Which is fine, you know, to... I think it's smart it was, because people who go to Dogfish Head are then probably going to want some merchandise so they can go. It was actually kind of nice store. because they used to just have that little like shack mm-hmm. right there, and you stood outside at the like the bar area and yeah. would say, "I you know I'd like to see that shirt or I want this coaster or whatever," and they would give it to you. 
but now you can actually walk through and you know pick out what you want and there's I think there's a lot more stuff in there too. There is, but my biggest gripe at this point is that with their shirts, the overwhelming majority of their shirts are just their logo in different colors. Hmm. Which I think is kind of stupid. Some like come on man. Like get more of the actual beer names out there. Like Trogues Brewing is uh, is very good at doing that. They put out a shirt at least at least one shirt for like every beer like, like, like main release beer that they do. Yeah, like Nathan's Nimble Giant shirt. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Nathan Klesnick has an all wow. really cool Nimble was, Giant shirt. It was awesome. I have a cool Nugget Nectar shirt. Like Man. they they had these things. Rebecca has a cool uh, Naked Elf one. Yeah, I or, think we bought Bob something that was a Dreamweaver at one time. That's a yeah. Reap, So yeah, but um, they did have their high ABV logo. That was pretty cool. But they yeah. only had it in medium. They must yeah. have been sold out all the other sizes. What I want to see is like a regular like sequence ale shirt or fly oh, off the shelves. I, I saw one for their flesh and blood IPA, but where is the one for like romantic chemistry? Where's the Indian brown ale? You know, where's the ninety minute? Where's Palo the sixty Santo. minute? Palo Santo, perfect yeah. worldwide stout. Where where is mm. all that? Yeah. So I don't know. That'd be my big gripe. But the thing I loved, well, two things that I really loved about that space. One, they still do growler fills. Yeah, and they do crowlers now too. Yes, and they do that with the merchandise, mm-hmm. so you don't have to wait like super long for that stuff. Yeah. And they do have some other things there, like the sequench. They have it in what is it, a nineteen and a half ounce can or something? That was so going to be the other thing. I so was it's a little say. bigger than a pounder. Yeah. So they do um, have some extra things in the in the merchandise store. They had cases of one twenty sitting in there. Yeah. So I mean, they have a lot of extra stuff that you couldn't get before. And I have to say, like what you just said about the sequench, the nineteen ounce sequench, great. Amazing idea. I kind of feel like that's the only way you should sell that beer because it's like a four point something percent beer. It was like four point two or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's lighter. But it's super low and it's like an easy, crushable beer, really tasty. It should be in nineteen ounces. I think more breweries should embrace the nineteen ounces. I know, or at least the pounder. I think Founders is doing nineteen ounces for all day IPA. Another okay. session. So yeah. I just yeah. want to see. I want to see more of that. I. I don't want to just see the sequench in that size of can just at their merchandise place. Mm-hmm. I did see it in some liquor stores around here, so that's mm-hmm. fine, but that's only in Delaware. I haven't yeah. seen it in Maryland, and come on, we're right there. You know, like we touch. We're Eskimo mm-hmm. cousins. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, or at least the pounder. Because yeah. I think a pounder is, what, 16 yes. ounces? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at least something a little bit. Because I know uh, Pipeworks does a lot of their stuff in pounders. Yes. As the, yeah. as everyone should. Yeah. There's a lot of breweries that do stuff in pounders. There's no need so. anymore, in my opinion, for twelve ounce cans. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, <laughs> if, if they it, did, if they did one twenty, it would right. probably be. Yeah. If it's like a barrel aged beer or something, yeah. do it in twelve ounce can. Yeah. Of course, if one, it's anything else, sixteen, one twenty in a pounder. Oh, that that'd, that'd be dangerous. Kill. That'd kill people. <laughs> no, for sure. You'd be you'd be driving. How many beers did you have today, sir? Just just, just one. one, just one. <laughs> It was 120. Your your blood alcohol is at a point two three. Yeah. What's wrong with you? So I think uh, going back to the the actual restaurant aspect of oh, Dogfish, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they recently won a James Beard Award. Yes. Yeah, they did. Which is an awesome achievement for them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, based off their food, do I think they necessarily deserve a James Beard? I don't quite know if they deserved a James Beard. Because... I think they did. I like their food. Um, it is good food. I don't think it's like the most phenomenal, but their corn and crab chowder it's, is crazy amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Uh, I had a pizza that I didn't really like. Which one did you have? Um, the Killers is really? what it's called. The one with the balsamic dri- drizzle? Yeah, not good. Really? Gotta be honest. It was super bland. Oh, I like Really it. bland. Had too much ricotta. The actual mm. uh, marinara sauce was watery. Oh, see, mine was not. Just not, no, not feeling it. Wasn't oh, very good. See but, the, but the crab and um, corn chowder, amazing. They had a really nice uh, cucumber uh, tomato salad with balsamic and mozzarella. That was really mm. fresh and tasty and... So they, um, pretzel uh, bites they always do a good job yeah. with their pretzel bites so. i had the sriracha chicharrones which is like a fried pork pasta. rinds yeah pork rinds nice. they were really good but they were really hot super which hot. was nice. which was awesome it was good well i know that rebecca tried um one of their crushes a cocktail and she said it was phenomenal mm-hmm. you could, couldn't even really tell that there was alcohol in it and nathan tried the um so it's called Flaming Sea. It was the one to say the sequence with the tequila and something yeah, it's else. like sequence ale with tequila in it and and habanero and mm. something else. And he said that one was like a the heat builds, but it's not crazy. But gotcha. apparently their cocktails are doing well and yeah. and tasty, so that's mm. cool too. Nice. But um, yeah, I had a romantic chemistry while I was there. Mm-hmm. I still hold to the fact that that's a nice fruited IPA. It's mm-hmm. very tasty. I get a lot of the mango coming through. Mm-hmm. I like that about that beer. Yeah, it's, it's a, a solid beer. Yeah, it's a solid beer. And yeah. sequench ales. I always like the sequench. Yeah, yeah, sequench is. It's always a, it's always a good beer. Yeah, yeah. I think I had um, I had a Miles Davis Bitches Brew while I was there. Mm-hmm. It was yep. it was really good. I forgot how good that beer was. because yeah, I think I had it when it first came out years ago and i haven't had it since so it was it was nice to revisit that beer um i had a red and white which again i hadn't had in years these are all tasters but was that a 2015 vintage yes yeah. i believe so i think the bitches brew was a little older too that's the first time by the way that i've ever been to dogfish head and they've had vintage beers available on tap yeah, yeah they usually awesome. don't have any vintage stuff available. I know they do it from time to time, yeah. but I've never been there when they had it. I'll see. I, I, when I go, when I when we used to go there in the old building, they would have vintage ales, but they were always in bottles and like a case. Yeah, behind the bar, and they were always really expensive. You couldn't Super, get tasters. Yeah. You had to buy whole bottles, and it was you know they they didn't go real well probably. Yeah. But now that they're in kegs and you can get tasters or you can get full glasses, like that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course you know I had some one twenty, and one twenty is just a phenomenal beer. I don't I like it that. fresh. Oh, I just I, don't. I love that beer, whether it's fresh or whether it's old. Pretty much only like it aged. Oh, I like it fresh too. I like I like that alcohol bite that you get out of it though. I don't. That's, and out of an eighteen percent beer, you should get a little bit of an alcohol bite to it. Yeah, eighteen percent's up there. It's a pretty big beer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there anything else you needed to say about it? Because we're going to move on to the more recent news thing. No, no other than it right. being a, a great venue. It's, it is. It's a nice, it's a nice building. Food's yep. good. Beer's good. People Go visit are, it. If you're in the Rehoboth area in Delaware, hell, if you're in Delaware in general, just make the trip because <laughs> it's not going to be too far from wherever you are in De- Delaware. Yeah, Delaware's not real big. Um, it's totally worth it. A lot of good food um, and obviously solid-ass beer. Mm-hmm. And maybe there'll be some cool vintage stuff on tap. Yeah. Because that's always worth it. I knew they were going to do that, what, vanilla-aged worldwide. <sighs> they did, but days. it was out no. when we got there. When we asked the waiter, they said that it was actually a misprint, that it wasn't there yet. Oh. So they said that they're going to put it on, but it, uh, it's not going to be down there for a couple days. Should have sweet-talked them. 
Well, no. like, could you just? They don't even have it yet. Oh, it's still, that sucks. you know, still at the brewery or whatever. Ooh. So, so transitioning over, um, I know a lot of people probably already heard about this, especially if you're in the know with craft beer stuff. So, a portion of rate beer mm-hmm. was purchased by Anheuser Busch InBev, and Dogfish Head led the charge for craft beer, saying, "Hey, we don't like this because this is a beer rating site." Which I've actually never used rate beer. I've only been a beer advocate yeah. type person. Yep, I'm the same way. Um, so it makes me feel better about that now, <laughs> even. Um, but they put out a really interesting article from Sam Calgioni uh, about why he thinks this is a bad thing. And along with the release of this, they asked for all Dogfish Head beers to be removed mm-hmm. from the rate beer site. And I, I think he even urged other breweries to yes. follow their, their lead. He definitely did. So these are the issues that he that he identifies. Um, he says that he believes it's a direct violation of the Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics and a blatant conf- conflict of interest. And then they list why. Um, because it says the SPJ's Code of Ethics includes a section called Act Independently and includes the following guidelines. One, avoid conflicts of interest, real or perceived. Disclose unavoidable conflicts. Two, refuse gifts, favors, fees, free travel, and special treatment, and avoid political and other outside activities that may compromise integrity or impartiality or may damage credibility. Three, be wary of sources offering information for favors or money. Do not pay for access to news. Identify content provided by outside sources, whether paid or not. Four, Deny favored treatment to advertisers, donors, or any other special interests, and resist internal and external pressure to influence coverage. And five is distinguish news from advertising and shun hybrids that blur the lines between the two. Prominently label sponsored content. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that when they own the company. Well, they don't own the whole thing. I but think part of it. I think what I read was it was the highest. It potentially was like twenty five percent. But still, if you have a, if you have there a is influence, in yeah. right? Um, so I think obviously what Dogfish Head is getting at is if there are all these beers from this company that purchased you on your site, how are people not supposed to believe that you're artificially inflating their ratings, mm-hmm. basically, and and the the praise that you give those beers and potentially downplaying the how good other beers are. Yeah. Well, it would be like a music review website where Nickelback owned 25% of the company. And, and then all, all of a sudden, of a sudden all Nickelback, Nickelback <laughs> albums are phenomenal. And we know that's not the case. Yes. But it's right. it's kind of it's, it's the same exact thing. You know, if if I was, you know, if I owned 25% of rate beer Mm-hmm. Like that still wouldn't be fair because then I would have bias towards what beers I like. Yeah. So it's just not fair. Yeah. Well, and I do think it's important to point out that this that nothing has happened with rape beer yet, as as far as anyone can tell at this point when we're recording, uh, which is in June of 2017. Um, I think you know this this release that Dogfish Head did is more of a this is what we're afraid could happen in this instance. And I mean, it's legitimate. It's kind of a worst case scenario. Yeah. 
And I think we have a tendency to go that way, especially when it comes to Anheuser-Busch and Bev, especially when it comes to Anheuser-Busch and their relationship with Dogfish Head. Yeah, they have a bad track record with yeah, each other. trying to kill Dogfish Head with legislation many, many years ago. And, and Pumpkin ale. Right. When and we had Natty Light. Chicory Stout yeah. as well. Um oh, God. And I've said before, like that's the that is my main reason that I'm not a fan of of AB InBev and will not drink any AB InBev purchased products because I remember that I remember how they tried to kill Dogfish Head, a very awesome company, which I will point out to people. People think some people think that Anheuser Busch is an, an American company. It's not anymore. Initially, it was. It's yeah. not anymore. Money gets siphoned out to Belgium. It's mm-hmm. a Belgian company. They brew, they, they brew a bunch of beer in the United States, that's, so they do give U.S. jobs. That's why it's AB InBev. AB right. was Anheuser-Busch. Yes. The InBev part is actually from Belgium. Exactly. But when you look at you know the, the head-butting, well, more than head-butting, the fight between Dogfish Head and AB InBev, it's a fight between a Belgian-owned company that used to be American mm-hmm. versus an American company that spends their money domestically and has a profit-sharing program with with their their employees. employees. So basically their employees own a part of the company. Mm -hmm. You can't get better and more American than Dogfish Head in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, It's the quintessential American company. It's the American dream where he, you know, started with very little and then built it up to, you know, this huge thing that it is. And even though it's huge, it's still only a small portion of the craft beer market. Yeah. Because I know, you know, years ago, they weren't even like the top 10. And they were still yeah. pretty big. They might be top 10 now. I don't really know. I don't know. Because I know, you know, New Belgium's really big. Sierra Nevada's pretty big. You know, a lot of those guys are pretty big. But Sam Adams, obviously. Dogfish Head might be top top 5 or top 10 now. Because, I mean, they, they've grown exponentially. Yeah. I don't think they'd, they'd have had, to be at least close if they're not top 10. Yeah, they've added so many beers. And they've added so much new equipment to their mm-hmm. to their brewery. So I mean they they they've grown, which yeah. is good. I don't want to I don't want to be on my soapbox too much because <laughs> obviously that's where I was for for a bit there. But so I want to step down from it. But Kyle, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about you know the the rape beer situation and Dogfish Head statement and all that? So. It's, it's not so much with rape beer, but there's also another situation. I don't know if you're if you're aware of this, but AB InBev also bought Northern Brewer. Yes, the homebrew website. Yes. And that's kind of that's underhanded too, right? Because like I, I know a lot of people that won't that won't buy from Northern mm-hmm. Brewer now just because they're AB InBev owned. Yeah, and I know AB InBev um, also had the hot monopoly on everything from like South Africa. Mm-hmm. So if you were a brewer, you cannot get South African hops unless you go through Budweiser or your Budweiser owned, like you know so many other breweries are. Which I do have to say on the other side because I talked to Colin Hikes, um, you know, listener. Um, fan of the podcast, good guy. Uh, also a scientist. We talked about that before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and he was saying that's one of his big issues is people bringing that particular thing up because it is a little red herring ish in the fact that the amount of hops that were available mm-hmm. from South America, uh, South, South America, Africa, South Africa, very very limited, very small, yeah. and a lot of what they were doing Their was being market, yeah. they were giving it to South African breweries, mm-hmm. so. The percentage of what was actually being sent out was so small anyway. Yeah, but still, that it's kind of like, yeah. And so I'm—I mean, I am of 
the opinion that you know there there is a level of control there mm-hmm. that that concerns me. Yeah, and if it gets to a larger scale, which it could, mm-hmm. but then once again, that's another worst case scenario. Um, it would be very very much a problem. Yeah. So, and I mean, in terms of know. in terms of business, it's very smart what they're doing. Buying out, oh yeah, you know, microbreweries, buying out homebrew supply stores, buying out, you know, these websites where you can find what beers are good and not, and all yeah. that. It's very smart what they're doing. Do I like what they're doing? Not necessarily. I but mean, if you, it's if, very smart for a business app. If for, you're a fan of AB InBev, or if you're a stockholder of AB InBev, oh, um, you're you're totally down with what they've been doing, mm-hmm. and you're like, your stock yeah, keeps going up. Get it. Um, but if you actually like craft beer, um, mm-hmm. you should be concerned about it because it could mean less diversity. Unless, mm-hmm. unless you honestly, unless you don't care about that, which that's fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their opinion. Yeah. If you don't really care about the diversity of craft beer, then you know that's that's your opinion, and you know. But we'll see what what happens in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope that this rape beer thing doesn't end up being a real problem. Yeah. Um, We'll see. I don't know how many people really use rape beer, though. I don't know. Usually, beer advocate's the big one. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who's like, yeah, I was checking rape beer. I know. Pretty I've, much everyone's like, yeah, I was t- checking beer advocate. Yeah. I know I've read articles that use rape beer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's some in that, which yeah. if, you know, if articles are the ones that are using rape beer, yeah. and media places are using rape beer, if ABN Bev have, has influence on rape beer, then they're going to ultimately have influence on the media, too. There's definitely that danger. So I think everyone just needs to be conscious of it, which part of the problem is people who aren't super in the know with craft beer, which is mm-hmm. a decent amount of people. A lot of people. They don't know to look for that stuff. So yeah. that's where the big issue could, could come into play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see how it shakes down. I know. Seriously. And maybe we'll be talking about it again yeah. when, when everything does shake out and but I feel depressed. <laughs> I, I know what will make you not depressed. It will make you happy again. What will do that? A downer named alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I mean the beers that are in front of us. That's actually the funny thing, too, is that alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. <laughs> but people drink it and feel better. Yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's do right. mystery beers. Oh, let's look at, look at A and B. I just yeah. need to do, like, mind shift. I'm like, okay. Uh, uncool <laughs> stuff gone. Let's... Hope for the best in these yeah. beers. I know it. Sometimes I could get little whiffs of these beers, and one of them is very caramely or butterscotchy. Oh, okay. So, but they the, look the color similar, ah, dude. I don't know if I can tell a difference between the two colors. So A Maybe B is a little bit darker. B is a little darker, and A is a little hazier. But they're both like a reddish brownish color. Yeah, maybe a little bit of like orangey in there. Yeah, one of, like I said, one of them has a very like spiced butterscotch characteristic, huh. and I'm not sure which one okay. it is. What's up? Smell A. Hop on into A. See what's up. I don't think it was A. Must have been B. Oh. It smells sweet, sweet, sweet. Oh, very cherry. Fruity. Yeah, I say very cherry. fruity too. Do you get cherry? Is that it? Yeah, cherry and honey. Yeah, sweet cherry. Yeah, super sweet. It's like a honey-coated cherry, basically. I, I say I get I get a lot of sweetness. Yeah. Whether it's honey or sugar or... Tons of sweet. Agave nectar. <laughs> okay. What, okay. I, don't, I don't really... I don't know what agave nectar tastes like, but... Actually, but agave nectar sweet is sweet, but it's on the light side of sweet. 
It's not like a rich sweetness. It's more of like light sweetness. Brown sugariness to it, maybe? Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah, just a lot of fruit, a lot of sweet. Maybe a little bit of grain. So Yeah, so malty. Too much malt in there. I feel like I almost get, at the very, very end, this faint banana. Okay. For whatever reason. And with the sugar aspect, it might be kind of banana chip. Okay, I I can actually see that. Yeah. All right. I was thinking maybe a hair bit of, like, tobacco, too. That sweet tobacco smell. Uh Uh-oh, describe what you're tasting. That's a weird beer. Oh, really? I don't know what to say. Yeah. I get a lot of the grain coming through, Mm -hmm. I would say. You do get some... Sweetness from caramel or something? Yeah. Butterscotch? I could say, yeah, I could definitely say a slight caramel aspect. I do get a decent amount of a cherry note on it. Some sort of spice character in there, too? That I can't put my finger on? Yes. Yes. Um, I get that banana chip. A little bit at the end. On the end. Yeah. But it's very grain-driven. It's very, like, sweet malt grain yeah. I'm not a big fan. It's okay. It's odd to me. It is It is strange, but every sip you, you seem to unlock something new. And I, I get that banana for sure. That banana just keeps keeps going. Keeps going. Yeah, I wonder what kind of yeast they used in it. Ugh. You get a little, a little bit of almost like astringency on the back end of it too. Yeah, yeah. I can feel something in my sinuses and in the back of my throat. I agree with that. Whether it's astringency or whether it's that weird spice. The, it's okay. The lingering flavor, if I'm not taking a sip, is nice because it's very caramelly. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of that caramel. Caramel banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. A little cherry. Smell B. All right. Oh, this is where I was getting so- something from. What is that? I thought it was caramel or something initially, Cocoa. but I don't think it is. Chocolate, man. No. <laughs> I, oh, God. Kelly's going to laugh at me for this one. Liquid smoke. Have you ever smelled liquid smoke? No. Yeah. I'm it smells not. like liquid smoke. I get a lot of chocolate on there. Like cocoa nibs. Beef jerky. I see we're getting a slight <laughs> smokiness to it, but I get so much of a cocoa nib aspect. I don't know what a cocoa nib smells like. I th- I get liquid smoke. Like, I smell liquid smoke. Liquid smoke doesn't smell like regular smoke. I'm getting less... Well, there's that slight... There's a slight smoke. I'm getting... Almost a little bit of like a... <laughs> Dog food? <laughs> yeah, maybe a tad bit. But um, I get a little molasses coming in. And it sounds weird, but maybe like habanero flesh. Although I don't, <laughs> I, although I don't believe that I perceive any sort of heat, that this is like a pepper beer. I, don't, I smell. It's just weird. I smell like dog treats. <laughs> it's weird. It's, all these beers are weird in their smells. Okay, like I said, I smell like liquid smoke dog food. Is what I smell, which sounds stupid. I know it sounds stupid. I'm sorry, listeners. Oh God, what's You're that? Totally taste? right about that smoky aspect. Really? Yeah. It's strong. Mm-hmm. 
That's strong. Ooh, that is overbearing. Yeah. Ooh, and there's a weird sweetness on the end, too. Yeah, it builds hardcore towards the end, and it's got this... Smoky dog food flavor. <laughs> it definitely has a cocoa, cocoa nib flavor to it, though. I don't know throughout. what Throughout. Maybe a tad bit of a vanilla in the undertone, and that molasses is there, too. So there's some good flavors, but the smoke aspect i feel like clashes with everything else like i said it's not like a like a campfire smoke this would be like a liquid like hickory smoke or something well this might have been someone's attempt at a s'mores campfire s'mores type beer or something excuse me yeah i can't say i'm a fan of this it's weird it's weird and it's not easy and whatever you drink it comes out your nose yeah that's true it, it does have a present ABV perception to it. A little bit, but yeah, a little bit of tingly on the tongue. Yeah, maybe there's some pepper in it. It's possible. Some in it. Pepper flesh. It is so flavor. hard. These beers are so odd. There's got to be cocoa nibs in there, though. There's got to be. Except I'm not really sure what a cocoa nib tastes like. Whoa! So after B, I just took a sip of A. And it, it tastes like overripe banana. Because you strip a lot of the sweetness out of it because of how sweet B is. Mm. Yeah, I went back to A and I, I like A better now. Ah, these are odd. These are such odd beers. <laughs> hmm. These are very strange. B has got to be high in ABV. Because... When I just took that last sip, I feel like alcohol vapor just came right out my nose. It's a little more viscous. It's a little more syrupy, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's not much of any head. There's, like, no carbonation, really. Does it have legs? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some sort of wacky barley wine or... Ah, maybe. Oh, it's, that, it's that, like, pure liquid smoke that I can't get past. That liquid smoky dog. That smokiness. The ABV, between the smokiness and that high-seeming ABV, it's kind of tough. But I'm brought back a little bit, honestly, as I continue to sip it by that that strong cocoa aspect and that little bit of underlying vanilla to go with it. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't think I get much cocoa out of it. He's weird. Yeah. I'm actually getting a, a slight hint of like hibiscus out of A now. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, there's just a lot going on in A, but I don't think it's like a lot going on in the sense that I want to drink more. It's just like, man, there's a lot going on there. Someone should have like calmed down when they made this. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Uh, hmm. Oh, man, I don't know. He's so weird. B's so weird too, but I like it more, I think. Same the opposite. I like A better. I just had to get used to it. Actually, this, this is weird, but I'm starting to turn around a little bit on B. Are you? Yeah. The more I keep going, the chocolate is growing, and that vanilla under the chocolate is growing, and I'm perceiving less ABB. Ah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a, a two. It's not terrible, but 
I don't really like it that much. It's kind of a mess. I see, I still, I, I can't weird. I can't get into B. See, I was gonna do I was gonna do three on A. I like it better. That's fine. So overall two point five. I'm between two numbers on B. I'm going two on B. I just don't like it. Two two. It's sad, but I think I'd rather have the natty. Really? I I do not like B. I think that smoky character is really it's, what's killing it's, you. It's killing me. Like I said, it's not even like good smoke. Ooh, something. I have three on that though. Okay. I guess so we, we did the exact opposites. Yeah, we did. So we did a tie. What do you so do they tie. The, what do you do in the event of in, event of a tie? It's just a tie. Oh, okay. That's how how it comes out. It's like a soccer game. There's no like tiebreaker. Nope. You don't have like thumb nope. thumb wrestling match to see who wins. I mean, if you want a tiebreaker, it's whatever <laughs> brewery I respect more, I guess, <laughs> when we find out what it is. Nah, I don't care. All right, so we'll just do A and then B. Yeah, sounds good to me. So both winners and losers. Yeah. Over, I'd say both losers because they're kind of weird. But They're not. Yeah, neither one's great. Both overall 2.5. A is, let me make sure this is the right one. Bag. Oh, yeah, four. Okay. okay. A is... Avery. Fuck. Oh my god. This is a mess of a beer. What is it? It's by Avery Brewing. It's a it's quad? A tangerine quad. Tangerine? Belgian style quadruple ale with tangerine peel added, aged in bourbon barrels. And the ABV is 10.1%. Actually, they hit the ABV they, pretty they well. They did I'll say that. Um, that's in their favor. Do I get tangerine? Maybe. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big quad fan, but I'm okay with quads. We were picking up on the quad aspect with that banana. Okay. So we did all right. Yeah, it's. I think we did fine picking it apart. I just, I don't think this is a great idea yeah. of a beer. I'm, I'm glad I rated this one higher because I, I don't mind it. <sighs> B, I'm just not a. All right. Know, whatever it is. I'm let's, sorry. I'm sorry, B. Whatever brewery B is. I'm all right. sorry. Let's see. B tied with that Avery Tangerine quad. Is who is this? Who is this? Oh my god, it has a rape beer sticker on it for fuck's <laughs> sake. Are you kidding me? Whoever this is, you lost my respect by having a rape so, beer sticker so on it, by the way. It's by Ambarana. It's Ambarana? I don't know what Ambarana is. Ambarana barley. It's a barley wine. Oh, I said, guess barley yeah, wine. At barley one point. Wine. It's Way Beer Brewed in Brazil. It's from Brazil. I guess the company's called Way Beer. Okay. Way Beer. W-A-Y Beer. Yeah. Okay. Out of Curitiba. Curitiba. There's the ABV. That's a B. Curitiba, Brazil. Yeah. It's from Brazil. That's oh. crazy. Yeah. ABV. You said you saw it? No, I didn't. It was... Oh, 12.1. Yeah, it's higher. high. Yeah. yeah. You can perceive it. It's yeah. high. And it, I'm not kidding. You can see in the picture. There's a rate beer sticker on it. <laughs> right on the neck. On the neck that says rate beer 2014 best. Yeah. So I guess they rated it like one of the best beers. I, this is not best one beers of the best what, beers, too? dude. Yeah. No. No doubt. Yeah, so there is some like information it. on it. Uh, Ambarana is a Brazilian tree used for cachaca aging. Oh, the that means <laughs> being avid kachaka and beer drinkers, we decided to age our barley wine in new Ambarana barrels for 12 months. Well, now I have to fucking look up Ambarana. 
<laughs> this is so odd. I did like that cocoa aspect. Though. I, I, did I didn't get chocolate out of it, man. I like I said, I got a weird dog food smoky flavor out of it. I was so I'm, I'm a look of Amberana and then what is Kachaka? Kachaka. Yeah. Kachaka. How do you spell Kachaka? I'll look up Kachaka. Um, you look okay. Up it's C-A-C-H-A-C-A. Okay. I got Kachaka. You look up Amberana. I have Amberana and it is is a genus of legume in the Fabaceae family. It contains two species. Okay, that doesn't really help me with anything. Okay, I know what a legume is, but okay, yeah, so, like peanuts are legumes. Yeah, it's it's any it's any plant that returns nitrogen back to the soil. Uh, right, so kachaka is a distilled spirit made from fermented sugarcane juice. Okay, that's it's the most popular distilled alcoholic beverage in Brazil. Well, there you go. It's a cultural um, cultural phenomenon. Yeah, it must it must be. Yeah, it must be a local thing. I'm glad we had it because we don't have a whole lot of international beers on here. Um, I didn't hate it, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird beer. Um, I think this speaks to rate beer too. That they <laughs> said this was one of the best beers of 2014. Yeah, I I was around in 2014. I was drinking craft beer in 2014. I can tell you there was a a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> available in 2014 right beer so they're, they're saying come on kachaka is also known as brazilian rum whereas mm. rum is usually made from molasses the kachaka is made from more of the sugarcane juice well i did say i got a tad bit of a molasses in there yeah, i think so that makes yeah. sense yeah, i don't know i either way i am not a fan of it this is by far the weirdest mystery beer pairing we've ever had on the show <laughs> so weird yeah this shit is so weird Cool. Well, it was an experience, man. Yeah, what it's no, all about. Definitely, but um, yeah. Hopefully, no one was too um offended or or just fatigued by our opinions and what we had to say <laughs> about the whole race this, beer thing. This was a very opinionated episode. It was, yeah, uncharacteristically so. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all right. And then it just ended oddly with these <laughs> odd ass beers that I, yeah, I don't I like, want. I feel like we were on this roller coaster, and we're going uphill, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it dropped, and there was no loops, there was no hills, it was just flat, and it just kind of petered out. Well, the good thing is, from the past few recordings, we still have some of the Imperial Cabinet mm-hmm. by the brewery in Jester King. Still some of that natty light left. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> but we still have some of the Union Bolt Alt beer. I'm going to hit he that. He says that, but he's going to be chugging that natty no. light here in a few minutes. No. <laughs> I will not touch it. I can't relive my college years. <laughs> not like that. Anyway, thank you so much, Kyle. Yeah. We're, we're going to end your, your stint here. Um, it's been fun. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a good time. And we're going to go and drink some more beers. And we're, I think we're going out to dinner. And we're going to have more beers. Maybe and crab legs. Watch watch us on Untapped and see what we're doing. Oh. You on untapped, Kyle? Uh, I think I'm KTN one one five, maybe. I think there's K like Norman. two ways to find. Yeah, K Norman. Yeah, some, uh, it's one way. of those two. I don't remember. Um, I'm Carlton Malibu. All one word sounds like they you know, spelled like it sounds. Or Carlin C or Carlin Cook. No e at the end of Cook. So you can look us up, uh, follow us. That's probably the best way to find out what we're what we're you mm-hmm. know doing for sure. 
And also, uh, just wanted to let people know, I- I'm not so sure I'm going to do those YouTube beer, Brutal Battle beer breaks anymore. Mm. Just because um, they don't get a ton of views, and it's a, it's work, and it's made me start to not want to drink beers oh, in my good. off time. Just because I'm just like, oh, if I'm going to have this new beer, I should probably brew about a beer break it. And then I'm just like, do I really want to have this beer then? Gotta, so when things start to feel like work. That's when you got to quit. Yeah. so You got to um, be able to enjoy the beer. I'm going to stop doing that. Unless, unless. Somebody really likes it, or a bunch of people really like it, you can let me know, and then maybe I'll keep doing it, or, or I'll do a few here and there. Um, but you can send me that email at BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. So, anyway, Kyle, Kyle Norman, do you have anything to say in closing out? Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, the only thing I have left to say is, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 